My name is Al Whitney. Welcome to In Defense of Humanity on this 23rd day of February, 2019. This program is about people helping people reawaken to the wonderful qualities of our own species while accepting and understanding that the current corporate commercial legal structure, both government and business is built upon, is actively seeking to take control of all resources, including human, on our planet. Restoring our unalienable rights and preserving our planet will require that we the people understand what has happened and learn how to empower ourselves as living men and women. Much of the information discussed on this show can be found either on my primary website, anticorruptionsociety.com, or my secondary site, parentsagainstmandatoryvaccines.net. There's also an IDH program links page on my website where you can locate links to many of the topics we discuss on the show. I'd like to make new listeners aware that there is a free People's Empowerment Guide to our Corporate Commercial Legal Structure on my website called Lawfully Yours. It is a collaboration of many men and women in the legal accountability movement. You can locate it by clicking on the Lawfully Yours tab. This guide contains valuable tools for challenging the non-existent authority of our corporate government, as does the Notice of Condition Precedent information also on my website. If you haven't yet processed your own notice, please check it out. Well, tonight I am really thrilled to have a wonderful guest I have featured clips, audio clips from um, many interviews he's given, including several weeks ago, I focused on a documentary, I believe it was made in 2015, 2016, that featured tonight's guest called A Guide to World History, and I really recommend it. It's, It's absolutely wonderful. I actually downloaded it and burned it to a DVD. Um, Our guest name is Dr. E. Michael Jones. 
And Dr. Jones has a website that he's had and maintained for many years called Culture Wars. All kinds of great information on that website. He's also a prolific writer. He's written many books, and I'm just going to name a few, but there's even more. I went to his website. I was truly impressed. Books are huge amounts of work. He's just done amazing things. Um, here's a few titles that, that he has written that you can get from his website if you wish to order them. Libido Dominandi, Shylark's Use and Rams, Barren Metal, The Jewish Revolutionary Spirit, and The Slaughter of Cities. That's just to name a few. I wanted to have Dr. Jones on for, for many reasons. Um, there's some news that happened recently that I, I sent him a YouTube that Adam Green did at, from No More News, and it's K-N-O-W, No More News, about what Congress is up to. And it looks like, Dr. Jones, welcome. Thank you. Thank it, you. Lo- it looks like there's gonna, they're going to make it against the law to say anything against Jews or Israel or Zionism. Well, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the tide is turning in the other direction. There was a, a BDS uh, judgment uh, against the the, uh, the Jewish organizations that were trying to make uh, these BDF BDS anti boycott uh, laws uh, uh, mandatory. Uh, that's it's not going to happen. But that doesn't change the fact that uh, they're attempt, they're attempting to do this uh, before any legislator. Uh, goes ahead with uh, through with this project, they should consult uh, what has happened in Europe as a result of these laws. People there, <coughs> a friend um, of mine, Jez Turner, had an organization called the London Forum. He did a, a video on the Jewish police force in uh, London, uh, completely beyond the law, uh, that only deals uh, with Jews and Jewish issues. It's a police force within uh, no no legal jurisdiction, uh, according to the Constitution. Uh, nobody disputed the truth of what he said, that this force actually exists. But uh, one Jew got upset and, uh, as a result, uh, filed a lawsuit. And as a result of their hate crimes laws, Jizz went to jail. So... If you want to live in a world where uh, you can just wait in terror in your home uh, in fear that some Jew is going to be upset with what you said, uh, pass these laws. Now, Indiana just struck down a law. Another reason I feel it's heading in the opposite direction. Just struck down a, a gutted, basically, a hate crimes law. So I think what we're seeing here uh, is a battle between the oligarchic interests and representative government. And I think the, the video you sent me today about Representative Ilhan from uh, Minnesota is an example of that. Okay, this lady, uh, she's Somali extraction. Okay, the people there elect her as their representative. She goes to Washington and states something that everybody in Washington knows that IPAC uh, has a huge influence on the American Congress. Thomas Friedman, after that disgusting display, when Benjamin Netanyahu showed up uh, at our Congress, and the Congress gave him 27 standing ovations, Thomas Friedman uh, in the New York Times wrote and said, look, it's not because Benjamin Netanyahu is a great orator, 
It's because IPAC had its representatives there taking note. And if, if you didn't stand up and cheer with all of your heart, they were going to cut you out from the money train and you would be targeted for defeat. So this is a fact that everyone knew. And now this woman sent by, she's a Muslim woman. She's sent by this, uh, the people of uh, Minnesota to Congress, states the obvious, and then suddenly she's struck by oligarchic power, one of the main institutions of oligarchic power in the United States, which is IPAC, the American Israel Political Action Committee. And she backs down immediately, okay, uh, and apologizes. Because this is anti-Semitic. Well, what do you mean anti-Semitic? Thomas Friedman said it in the New York Times. Wasn't anti-Semitic when he said IPAC had all that influence. So why is it anti-Semitic when this lady does? This is the, the crisis we have right now in government in the United States of America. No doubt. Do we have, do we have representative government or not? Do those representatives have any power or do they have only have power at the sufferance of the oligarchs who then determine how they are allowed to represent the people who elected them? Well, I know you're probably aware of what happened to Cynthia McKinney, right? Yeah, I'm very aware of that situation. I've spoken with Cynthia McKinney about that. Share that with the listeners. They may not know. Well, Cynthia, uh, again, had this naive notion that when she got elected to Congress, she represented the people of her constituency in, in Georgia, I believe it was. Yeah. So she tells the story of showing up in her office. Now, she's not even sworn in yet. And suddenly the fax machine starts churning out the IPAC pledge. Well, what do you mean the IPAC pledge? I didn't know I had to pledge allegiance to IPAC. I thought I swore, I swore I put my hand on the Bible and swore allegiance to the United States and the Constitution. No, you swear allegiance to IPAC. And because she did not, they harassed her and eventually drove her from office. So that is a story that uh, will get suppressed. Uh, but that's that's the reality of the situation. We are we went through the same thing in Indiana a, a, on a different different level, but it was state government. Uh, that was challenged. The people of Indiana uh, elected representatives who came up with something called the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which was basically a defensive reaction against the constant imposition of the homosexual agenda on the people of Indiana. So basically, the bill said, you know, if you're a baker, no homosexual can force to you to bake a cake for their wedding, so-called wedding. Well, when they passed this law, all hell broke loose. I don't know whether you remember it, but it was like big news in Indiana because the oligarchs descended en masse on Indianapolis. And one of the biggest oligarchs to descend here was Mark Benioff of Salesforce. And he walked in, kind of swaggers into the state house and said, you people have to change your law. Now, Mike Pence was the governor then. He's now vice president. And he was caught. He, he just didn't understand the situation properly. He didn't understand what to do. And so he got into this big uh, discussion on, on national news about discrimination and George Stephanopoulos is hectoring him, saying, you know, does it discriminate? Do you discriminate or not? Well, what he should have said to Mark Benioff is, which part of Indiana do you come from? Oh, you're from San Francisco. That's in California, isn't it? Well, were, were you elected to off? No, you weren't elected to office in California either. So who who gave you the right 
to overturn the laws of the state of Indiana. This is the crisis that we're facing right now. It's like the, the, what uh, John Nance Gardner said about uh, the vice president's office. Is it worth a pitcher of spit? Is it, are these state legislatures worth anything? Do they have any power whatsoever? Or do they only have power at the leisure or at the permission of the oligarchs? The situation is crucial. It's desperate. It's important to deal with this issue right now because it's not going to get any better. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, well, what, much of what they're doing, and I think you and I have talked about it, they're, they're um, putting money into our state. I've seen it. My county takes money, federal grants. My state takes money. My city takes federal money. They offer these grants, and our, our local government accepts the money. And um, so all of a sudden, policies change. That's how we got Common Core. They gave money to the state of Ohio, or they forgave a, a, the, the no child left behind obligations if they would sign up for Common Core. And the governor and his appointed director of the Department of Education for the state signed the grant contract, and away it went. All of a sudden, it's being impl- it's already been implemented across the state. The people didn't vote for it. The legislators didn't vote for it. Right. This was more private enterprise. Yes. What happened here was that uh, uh, Benioff res- uh, threatened to move his company out of Indianapolis. Uh, the NCAA has headquarters, a big building downtown, uh, right around this r- refurbished place with a lagoon and everything else. Uh, this is not going to, the, the state legislatures have to be able to take a stand on principle. We are the elected representatives of the people. We, uh, if we believe in democratic representation if we believe in our form of government then we're going to have to say much as we regret it see you later okay and by the way uh since the ncaa since you at the ncaa are moving out of that beautiful building we want all the money back that we had uh, allowed you in tax incentives are you're not taxing but every cut every deal we we made for you to make it beautiful we want that money back by the way and by the way mr benioff uh, you, you, your attempt, you've, what you've done here is an attempt to overthrow the government of the state of Indiana, and you're now, you, you're now going to be arrested. They have to push back in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Okay, okay. If, if having your business means that we have to give up our form of government, then sorry, we don't want your business. See you later. Go someplace else. Someone has to be able to take a stand. Yeah. And, yeah. and until they do, uh, they are going to be treated with the contempt that they deserve. Because if they accept this situation, they are worthless, and we should just abolish the whole damn thing. Tam, tear the building down. You, know, you guys aren't doing anything anyway. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay, I'd like to, to switch topics because there's something I've been meaning to ask you for quite a while. And Adam Green mentioned it in that YouTube that I sent you, and it's called Noahide Laws. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's, Please it's the, explain. The, the Jews' prescription of how we can all be good goyim and l- allow them to rule the world and rule uh, our, rule the world according to their principles and not our principles. 
So why should we sign on to that? I, I see no point to this. I see no point to this. I agree. They, but they clearly, there are certain there are certain Jews here who clearly feel that they're they are the master race and feel they are destined to rule over the entire world. And so rather and so in order to avoid unpleasant conflicts, we should just accept these laws and accept their way of ruling over us. The problem we have with American culture is that we've all become Jewish anyway. I mean, this this is not my statement. It's Yuri Schleskind said it in the Jewish century. We all think like Jews and act like Jews. And as a result, uh, we don't get along with each other because that's a formula for not getting along with each other. I guarantee you that. So, no, sorry. Yeah, I don't, see, I don't know what they are. I mean, are they, are they? They're not necessarily bad things, but the, I mean, uh, you know, you accept certain, you could even compare them to natural law principles, like some people, like the, uh, certain moral things that everyone would sort of accept as valid. But the point here is we already have, uh, we have already taken the gold and silver out of the Hebrew people. It's called the Bible. Uh, we accept the Bible, the Old Testament, as the Word of God. We mo- accept the Mosaic Covenant. We, I mean, we accept the Mosaic Law, you know, the Ten Commandments. We don't accept the Mosaic Covenant. But uh, we've already taken the gold and silver out of Israel. We yeah. don't need, we, and the, the, the true interpreter of the Old Testament is the church, not, not some Jewish renegade. The Jews who have turned on their own scripture, they're heretics to their own tradition. The Talmud contradicts the Torah. It doesn't reinforce the Torah. It contradicts it. So, no, no, we're not going to follow that. We've already we've already taken the best of it out and implemented it already. How many Jewish people do you think are aware that at the highest level, um, the, the leaders are Talmudic Jews? Do... Do all the Jewish people know this? I mean, or some of them still think it's the Torah. I mean, do you have any idea what the population thinks? Well, if you go to the uh, the Jewish encyclopedia, it says that the Talmud is the heart of the Jewish people. So I think that uh, the the de facto, the rule is that the Talmud is the proper interpretation of the Torah. In other words, the Torah must submit to the Talmud. It's similar to what I just said. I'm saying the Torah must submit to the church because the church is the only valid interpreter of the Torah because Jesus Christ said that uh, to the Jews uh, in the Gospel of St. John that uh, you can't be a child of Moses unless you accept Jesus Christ as the Messiah. So um, in, in a sense, they're saying the same thing that the church is saying. I'm just saying they have no right to say it, whereas the church does have a right to say it because of Jesus, what Jesus Christ said. In other words, if you want to be a child of Moses, you have to accept Jesus Christ. If you reject Jesus Christ, you're something else. Okay, you're not a child of Moses. Interesting. Good point. Okay, um, you you made a comment, and you've said it several times. I I I, I do understand it. Well, I'll ask the question.
February is Heart Month. Every year for the month of February, to show our appreciation to Extendivite's faithful customers, we have a sale. If you would like to try Extendivite, now is the time to get a few months ahead and really give Extendivite the time to show you how it works. Most of Extendivite's long-term customers wait for this sale to stock up. People and doctors tell us about the unbelievable improvements that they have experienced in their overall health, not just the heart. Extendivite wants you to experience the power of these herbs. Get a four-month supply for only $115 for either the capsules or tincture. Please take advantage of this once-per-year sale and get healthy for life. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or find us on Amazon. Extend your life with Extendovite. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then Common Core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Welcome back. Um, Dr. Jones, you used a, a, a phrase, I guess, a while back that I thought was brilliant. And I shared it with my husband, and he was, you know, he said he wasn't sure quite what that meant. So I was going to ask you to kind of embellish on it. And here's your brilliant phrase Capitalism is government sanctioned usury. So could you explain that for listeners that might be like my husband and don't quite understand how, what that yeah. means? Yeah, well, usury is uh, take, 
taking compound interest on a loan. Okay. Okay. Uh, the ancient work, uh, compound interest uh, always becomes unrepayable. It, it, it usually, on a floating loan, uh, after 70 years, compound interest cannot be paid back. Okay. No, no force on earth can pay it back. Okay. okay. The, uh, I cover this in my book, uh, Barren Metal. Uh, history of capitalism as the conflict between labor and usury. The best example I can give is the uh, the, the Fugger family started lending to the Habsburgs in 1494, which is two years after America was discovered. Over the course of that next 70 years, uh, 60 years, the Habsburgs came into the possession of every gold and silver mine in the New World. And they went bankrupt in in 1555. So not even all of the gold and silver in the new world can prevent you, can, can pay off a loan at this point. So that's that's what usury is. The ancient world, basically, the Roman Empire, if we want to talk about that, basically contracted because they tolerated usury. And what you had was a few creditors owning everything and everyone else being slaves. This led to the collapse of the Roman Empire, and then the uh, the the uh, Catholic Church took over Europe at that point, and had a prohibition against usury because every every civilization had to prohibit usury if it wanted to survive. And so, over this period of time, Europe fell down to basically a, a serf subsistence kind of economy, and then in the 14th century, 15th century. Uh, a money economy started to emerge, and suddenly people needed money to do things like pay taxes. Okay, where am I going to get the money? Well, the Jews stepped up to the plate, and even though it was illegal, Christians couldn't do it, they tolerated Jews lending money. So in a, in a, in a city-state like Florence, uh, uh, Cosimo de' Medici comes to power. He brings the Jews in immediately because he's not going to raise wages. Not going to raise wages. So the people, if they want to pay taxes, they have to borrow it from the Jew at 43 and a third percent interest. This is ruinous to the population. It ruined the workforce in Florence over the next hundred years. But in this, this took place in a Catholic culture where it was technically illegal. Okay, with the Reformation, what you had was an attempt to mainstream usury. The Protestant, both the Dutch and the English. Uh, gradually came closer and closer to uh, mainstreaming usury. The big, the crucial change uh, in England, it was a gradual thing, but there was a crucial change in England. After the Glorious Revolution, the, uh, the Whig oligarchs created the Bank of England, and then they started lending money to the sovereign, which led to the sovereign debt, which led, ultimately, I told you, couldn't be paid back after 70 years. It led to the American Revolution. Why did the Glorious Revolution take place? It was because the oligarchs felt, the Whig oligarchs felt that they couldn't trust a Catholic sovereign because a Catholic sovereign would not enforce usurious contracts. They're illegal. And so you never knew if you lent to the sovereign whether you're going to get your money back. And so they wanted, they put William of Orange in because he would ensure usurious, the payment of usurious contracts. So that's what I, with the definition of capitalism, capitalism is state-sponsored usury. Okay, now usury has the support of the state, and they are going to rule everyone. That's what I mean by that definition. Okay, well, it sure, I mean, 
we had the subprime meltdown where they were giving loans to people who did, who couldn't afford them. The the foreclosure just went on across the country, and um, you know if that wasn't a good example of usury because people got into debt, they they gave down payments, they made payments for a while, and they couldn't continue, and they lost every penny they put into their houses. Right. They, they were they were tricked. They were contracts. We we believe in a, uh, if you sign the contract, that's it. That's not the Catholic position. Catholic position was always you can be forced to take out a loan because of necessity. You can be forced into that situation. You can be coerced by a contract. If forced to sign, or you can be tricked. And in that sense, the contract is not valid. That's what should have happened with the subprime loan thing. Obama shows up, he kind of swaggers over to Wall Street, and then he says to the, the this is after the 2008 crisis, he, he says, uh, I'm, the only, I'm the only man between you and the pitchforks. In other words, the people are coming for you, and I'm going to protect you. And so he what? He made them whole at full face value when he should have just liquidated these firms, liquidate Goldman Sachs, and and uh, give them a haircut. The creditors take a haircut, and we start all over again. That's what he should have done. Okay, hang so, in. We're going to break. Okay. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extendivite, made from garlic, cayenne, bilberry, hawthorn, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle, feeds our body with the nutrients we need to keep healthy. Just listen to what Arthur had to say. I was just telling you, tell you what great product you have. I could use this about, oh, 10 years ago after I had congestive heart failure. And it fixed me up and got me going for the last 10 years. Lately, I've been having heart trouble again, so I placed another order because this was the only thing that ever worked. And I just wanted to let you know that you have a great product. Thank you very much. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting facebook.com slash republicbroadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. 
homeowners? Are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. We have a wonderful guest tonight, Dr. E. Michael Jones, and we're talking about capitalism and government-sanctioned usury. You know, it seems to me a while ago there used to be rules on how much the government established laws on how much interest could be charged, and those laws seem to have been eroded away. They were all struck down uh, during the first years of the... uh, um, Volcker, uh, pre, uh, had, when Paul Volcker was head of the Fed, wow. he was he was allowed in uh, under Jimmy Carter. Okay, the people, the oligarchs, the creditors, <clears throat> were complaining about inflation. They were claiming that there was ten percent of inflation. Paul Volcker represented no one's interest but the oligarchs, and what he did was basically wreck the economy. He, he, he prepared the way, began the destruction of America's uh, industrial infrastructure, and he did it all by strangling the economy, and he did it by basically raising interest rates. He raised interest rates so high, no one could borrow, uh, but, okay, so you can't borrow, so your business goes out of, uh, out of you go out of business because that you have to borrow to keep in business. But at the same time, the people who had money to invest, had no incentive to invest in, in stocks, in companies. Because when you buy a stock, you're sharing risk. Why should they share risk when uh, the government's paying 20% interest? Well, if they're paying 20% interest, okay, that means they violated all the usury laws. So they had to destroy all the usury laws to, so that the Fed could wreck the economy. It was terrible. And the, con- the economy has never recovered. But the point I'm trying to make here is in a capitalist system, whenever the creditor uh, uh, is up against the debtor, the creditor always wins. That's what state sponsored usury is. That's what we're talking about here. Yes. And the courts enforce it. Of course they do. That's what they feel their job is. I'll give you a recent example. Uh, Argentina had a debt that they simply could not pay. Okay, so they agreed on a uh, uh, the creditors agreed to take a haircut, which so they were going to get 10 cents on the dollar. It had all been approved. And suddenly 
Paul Singer, the vulture capitalist from Wall Street, uh, buys up old debt, and now he takes it to this totally corrupt uh, circuit court in New York, uh, New York State. And the judge, a Jew like uh, Paul Singer, overturns the decision that they've already made and says, no, you're allowed to get full face value. This is a totally corrupt system, uh, uh, an outrageous example of the cronyism among these people. And the fact is that Argentina now is in dire straits. Now, in order to survive, they have to crank up the printing presses. And now you've got rampant inflation in Argentina because they have to crank up the printing presses as a way of paying off their debts. Well, I know that I was in a group. My daughter got caught up in this foreclosure fraud. And I was in a group on Skype where we were trying to help each other combat. Some of these foreclosures, incidentally, were done on people who hadn't even missed payments. I mean, it was a bleeping nightmare. And people were trying to come up with ways to save their homes. In this discussion group, they would share their ideas. And... um. It seems like no matter what they did, they, they would demand a, a, that the court not grant the foreclosure unless the original promissory note could be produced with an original signature. The court just threw that requirement out and, for the most part and said, well, we're going to take the bank's word for it. This is capitalism. In oh. other words, you always take the creditor's word against the debtor. This, this country is created in that mold. Okay? It was creditors. The founding fathers were creditors. They wanted hard money. Okay? The people wanted paper money. And the creditors always win. And it goes, basically, we have this oligarchic bias, this capitalist bias programmed into the system from the beginning. So there are uprisings against this. They were the, the credit after the Civil War, the Jews descended on uh, the South, and they become uh, furnishing merchants. And basically, the sharecroppers there, the farmers there, have to go to them and borrow money to get the crop in. Well, they never got out of debt. And eventually, they just had to hand the farm over to the furnishing merchants. Solomon Brothers made a fortune as furnishing merchants in the South, and then they come to New York and become bankers. Okay, these people who lost their farms went to Texas, and as a result, the populist movement arose there, and they had some of the strongest anti-usury laws in, in, the, in the United States. Now, once again, we're back at that thing we started with. Who does government represent? This is the crisis we're facing right now. Does it represent the interest of the oligarchs uh, in Wall Street, or does it represent the p interest of the people who live in places like Indiana or Texas? That's the crisis, the political crisis of our age. Yes, and, and the courts are included there because the courts are fighting against the people on, on, on every turn. A, a classic example is New York State introduces this disgusting abortion bill as if abortion isn't already legal, and nothing happens. Louisiana introduces a heartbeat bill. It's immediately overturned by the courts. Okay, the courts are an oligarchic institution created to veto the will of the people whenever it goes against oligarchic interests. We have a situation in South Bend. We have a gay mayor in South Bend, okay, who is, has, part of being a homosexual is narcissism. 
you all you kind of think you're the center of the universe and you have to be you know in some sense according to your problem you get away from your problems anyway his narcissistic fantasy is he's going to become president of the united states of america first gay president and all of the oligarchic institutions every single talk show new york times washington post are taking this guy seriously this is preposterous anyone else anyone else Coming from South Bend, Indiana, they would just laugh and no one would take it seriously. Why are they taking him seriously? Because the homosexuals are the proxy warriors for the oligarchs. That was the lesson of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act in Indianapolis. That is the lesson of our mayor here in Indiana. He has been created to rule over us and enforce oligarchic principles on the people of South Bend, Indiana. So the people of South Bend, Indiana are against abortion. They finally succeeded in driving the abortion business out of town here. A new group comes in. The city council, which is usually his lapdog, has to give the new abortion clinic a, a, a variance. They, they deny the variance, and the mayor comes in and vetoes this. Now, this is the man who parades around us doing loving Indiana and loving the Hoosiers and all these other patronizing comments. Yeah, we're great people as long as we just eat pierogies. As soon as we say, well, I happen to be Catholic in addition to being Polish and I'm against abortion, then suddenly you're no longer a Hoosier in good standing. You have violated oligarchic principles. This is the crisis of our age right now. Yes. There's no question about it. And and economically, I mean, I, I too, totally agree with you, but economically, I am watching on the ground this this economic warfare against the people. Um, the good-paying jobs are not around. Um, he said that. He said, he said uh, the good-paying jobs are never coming back to South Bend. So what are you supposed to do? Well, he installed gay disco lights on the bridges so if you don't have a good this is this is michelle foucault this was his pact with the devil this is the new left basically we won't criticize your economic system if you give us unlimited sexual liberation that is the new deal and that is his deal and that's why he's there what he's there to tell us okay you don't like you're not getting you have a crappy job okay uh, you're not going to get a good job, but you can go to the gay disco tonight and dance away your troubles. Oh, and and by the way, there's a a payday lender down the street. Yeah, it, and he'll help you out. He'll there's, help you out. <laughs> he'll help you out. There's one in in England called Wanga. Wanga is the Cockney word for cash, and they took out an ad saying it's a damnable lie to say that we charge five thousand percent interest. We have never charged more than 4,000% interest. Now, you allow these people in, you allow casinos in, you will you create a vacuum cleaner that's going to suck all the cash out of your community. Absolutely. And by the way, by the way our gay mayor just brought a, a casino in. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm, my daughter was just telling me at dinner last night, she knows people who, who got in, in tight financial straits and... They got a payday loan, and in their next paycheck, they got nothing because all of it went to the payday lender. Don't go near a payday loan. Don't go near these places. The the other thing that, that I found outrageous is that, you know, they made all of these student loans 
easy, right? In spite of the fact they're moving all the jobs offshore. Um, so students think that they're going to get an education, take out a loan, and get a good job. Well, that isn't what happens. They can't get these good jobs. The good jobs are nowhere around. But they are still being enticed to take out these outrageous loans. Then they can't pay the loans back. They have to live with their parents. But to make matters worse, well, the student loan crisis is rolling out. That's when they sucked everybody into the subprime mortgage world. And then just to make it that much harder for people, in 2005, they passed something called the um, Bankruptcy Abuse Prevention Act which made it illegal to take your student loan into bankruptcy and get some relief from it. Yeah. You can't do it. That is, that is state-sponsored usury. That's what capitalism is. Now, Donald Trump used bankruptcy three times, okay? You know, he's allowed to do it, but these poor students are not allowed to do it. That, by the way, is what was driving Occupy Wall Street, because I went there and I saw these kids, they're all 20 years old, 20-year-olds, and they're sitting, they're holding little cards saying, I'm $80,000 in debt, and all I can get is an unpaid internship. This is a horrendous abuse, and it fits in exactly with pornography, okay? It is the flip side of pornography. So you can't, can't uh, get a job, you got this debt, you're living in your parents' basement. Well, look at pornography in your parents' basement, and that'll take your mind off your troubles. It is a completely satanic system. Completely satanic. It truly is, and I'm and I feel, you know, it breaks my heart to look at their futures and and trying to figure out what we can do for them. And I I don't know. I mean, surely they're starting to become aware that their future seems to have just gone up in smoke. Yeah, that the main symptom is uh, no family formation. They are simply not creating. This is the crucial thing that you do when you're in your twenties. You get married. Right. And you start having children. If you don't have a job, if you're burdened with debt, if you're if you're if your psyche has been deranged by pornography, this is not going to happen. And somebody needs to address this injustice against this group of people. I had I had breakfast with a local 20, 28 year old today. This is exactly what he told me. This is his generation. And now they're finally waking up to the fact that this is a trap. They've been lured into a trap. Now, finding your way out of the trap, that's thats another matter. You know? Yes. yes, they were lured into a trap. And these universities are a part of it. Yes. I mean, yeah. the people that I'm looking at, they went into debt to go to Ohio State University. One of them borrowed money to become an architect. There were no architecture jobs for her when she graduated, not one. That's one of the biggest traps around uh, architecture school. It costs a lot of money, and the jobs are virtually non-existent. And and does the universities tell them no? So it does seem like we're not we're not talking about diploma mills like Kaplan College, these notorious places where they lure you in, and and employees once they see you went there, they won't hire. They definitely will not hire you. You know, I'm talking like Notre Dame University, which is not far from here, uh, now cost a over a quarter of a million dollars for a four-year undergraduate degree. Oh, my God. Is, is that So this has caused a whole distortion in the educational process. Nobody can major in English 
and pay $250,000. You have to have a business degree. You got to go into pre-med and law. They basically have killed the liberal arts, which used yeah. to be the heart of that university, all because of usury. It's a usury trap, every bit as much as Kaplan College, okay? You have to take out a loan to get an education, and once you take out a loan for that much money, you have to go into certain fields, and the main thing you've got to do when you get a job, if you get a job, is pay off your debt. So yeah. I, I went through this thing. They calculated, there's an algorithm or a, a, a link where you can calculate how much it's going to pay, take you to pay back your debt. The average job in Indiana pays $30,000. If you borrowed a quarter of a million dollars, you're going to be in debt for your entire life with a job like that. Well, and I met a physician, she was probably in her 30s, who told me she borrowed $100,000 to get through medical school. Yeah. Then, then she tried think, to have a family and get a house. Yeah. And, think, but, think of the distorting effect that has on medicine. Oh, it's unreal because... You're in the business of making money, and the pa the patient is not someone you serve. So so we we noticed it. We had a, a, a local doctor who used to charge you $6 a visit, and suddenly he gets bought up. He's now part of a corporation. So he says to my wife, she goes in, uh, would you like, can I offer, can I interest you in a mammogram? Well, no, I didn't come here for that. Well, he says... We bought this machine and the corporation just tells me every month I've got to assign a certain number of mammograms. Well, this isn't medicine. Exactly. This is a man we knew. He had been completely corrupted when he bought into this medical corporation who was now in the business of selling stuff, not healing people, but selling stuff. Absolutely. And, and this woman that I spoke with was very unhappy about what she was being called upon to do in her job. Uh, she was very honest with me, this physician, and but she said, "I've got, I can hardly make my mortgage payments. I've got a new baby, and I've got this student loan. I can't afford to lose this job." So she was going to stay at this job where she's being called upon to do things that she did not feel was, were right, because she was a debt slave. It's like everywhere I look, there's another debt slave. Yes. So between sex robots and debt, debt slaves, you've got control over the whole population, pretty much. Certainly, uh, if you talk about it generationally, yeah. Okay, please hang on. We'll be right back after this break. there is an ongoing war right here in America? Are you aware that U.S. citizens have been classified as enemies of the state since 1933? Have you recognized that our entire government is really a vast network of interlocking corporations engaged in commerce? Look up Title 28, Section 3002. Tune in to In Defense of Humanity on Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. Find out what's really going on and learn how to protect yourself and your family 
as flesh and blood men and women living in a corporate reality. How healthy are your arteries? Deteriorating circulation has a number of early warning signs. High cholesterol, high blood pressure, fingers and or toes often go cold, arms and or legs often go to sleep, sharp diagonal crease in the earlobe, short walks cause cramping or pains in legs, memory is not as good as it used to be, ankles swell late in the day, chest pain after physical exercise or emotional stress. If you experience even one of these symptoms, your circulatory system is crying out for attention. Extendivite is a natural solution to help improve your overall health. Extendivite is not your average heart tonic. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or find us on Amazon. Extend your life with Extendivite. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. aroutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AirOutfitting.com. Okay, um, more on student loans. I my my daughter had a student loan. She also got she got hit by both the foreclosure fraud and the student loan mess because in the middle of all that, her marriage fell apart. Now I think this is not uncommon because the two of them both worked and it took two incomes for them to keep their little family afloat. When the divorce happened. Neither one of them made enough money to do a, uh, to to take care of themselves and get an apartment and have a car. So they both got into difficulty quite soon. Uh, her ex-husband's parents helped him, and we helped my daughter. But before we knew what was going on, the student loan went into default. When I tried to track down and find out what would be the payoff figure, which I never did really find out accurately, I found out that if your student loan goes into default, they have a list about 12 credit collectors, debt collecting companies, and they are obligated under contract to turn it over to these private debt collectors. And that's what they do. And the private debt collectors tacked on $3,000 immediately when they got the account. 
This is outrageous. It is absolutely outrageous, is it not? I mean, and there seems to be no laws to stop it. No, the usurers make the laws. That's what capitalism is. That's what I said at the beginning. It is state-sponsored usury. In other words, the usurer can always rely on the state to back him up whenever he's going to extort people and destroy people. No matter what, no matter how outrageous, this should not be tolerated. Every civilization has had to fight this battle of you can't you can't let the usurers run your economy or your country because they will destroy it. Well, yeah, they destroy the population. I mean, what happens when you have all these people who are unemployed? Now we've got all these people on welfare, but how long is that going to hold out? And and we've already got right here in Columbus, Ohio, there are tent cities. People who are living in tents because they're homeless. San Francisco has 85,000, or I think it's 89,000 homeless people. They are now having having, uh, disease epidemics because the people are defecating on the streets. Uh, uh, It's causing typhus. Los Angeles is having problems. This is a, why are we not talking about this? Why are we talking about the governor of Virginia wearing blackface? Yes. And you know what, uh, Dr. Well, the, the answer is very clear because uh, the Jews protect the usurers. The Jews control the media, they control the narrative, and they've already determined that the, uh, usury is not a topic that anyone is going to discuss. They, I, even, they made the Batman movie a Batman movie to demonize the Wall Street, the Occupy Wall Street people. Hollywood made a Batman movie to do this. All these little 20-year-olds, you know, in debt, and they had to demonize them, turn them into, you know, revolutionaries. Okay. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. 
owner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-THE-NUMBER-2. Keep it today. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.